Hey, welcome to the Ask the Experts segment here with Kapnick Insurance Group. And I am Michael Spath of Kapnick Insurance Group, filling in for Jeff Sloan. And joining us from the cannabis practice at Kapnick Insurance Group is Rama Gupta and Adam Blachok, who handle the PNC and the employee benefits side of Kapnick Insurance. And gentlemen, cannabis is everywhere. Literally, I feel like there are more cannabis operations than liquor stores now in the state of Michigan. They feel like every block I come down, there's another one and another one and another one. This became legal in November of 2018. And as I said, an explosion of these retail shops. And so let me ask both of you guys, from an insurance standpoint, how is cannabis like any other business and how is it different than any other business? Yeah, thanks, Michael. Great question. So with the uh, world of cannabis retail, how it's similar to like any other business, you, you've got a customer and you've got a product you're selling. So what's important? Like, why do you, why do you visit a business? It's the customer experience, the customer service, and you find value, pleasure, or joy out of whatever it is that you're getting there, whether it's a service or product. So what we're really seeing is a lot of stores, especially the ones that are uh, going after market share, they're, they're creating a customer experience. So it, it almost feels like you're walking into an Apple store. Mm-hmm. You're greeted by somebody. Uh, you have that personalized uh, person that's there with you answering your questions. Um, it's almost like they're consulting with you to help guide you to the best fit for what you're looking to get. Um, differences are there's a lot more regulatory compliance and administrative burdens that go wrong along with running that business. Um, it's sometimes hard to find a, a talent employees. Now, obviously the biggest difference is it's uh, federally illegal. I mean, that's the, that's the elephant in the room, right? And you mentioned the amount of dispensaries. It's not just people smoking weed. You got to think about the amount of edibles, gummies, all the ancillary products. I mean, it's it's a gigantic business. What we see a ton of right now is because it's so saturated is a huge consolidation. So you have really big players jumping into the fray. What they're able to do is produce product at a really high volume, which drives the cost down. So a lot of the smaller guys aren't able to survive on those really small margins because they're, they're, they're making no money because everything's driven down. I mean, you're going to run into, if we go back to the question about how it's similar, anytime you're paying employees, you're going to run into issues. People aren't going to show up to work. People are going to quit. People are going to call in sick. People are going to be unhappy with their compensation plans. So it's really the challenges of any normal business on top of the federally illegal aspect. Well, and let's, let's talk about that. The fact that it is, at least nationally, it is not legal. It is state by state. And so because you have a state by state situation, when it comes to insurance, Rama, there are some challenges in terms of finding the right market to place with a dispensary, to place with a grower, to place with a distributor, because you don't have maybe the depth of insurance companies that are in that space. Is that not true? Oh, that's hundred uh, percent accurate. Since it's federally illegal, they need really the Safe Banking Act to pass. Um, there's a lack of competition, so prices are higher. And, and that's really with any of the business services that go into running the uh, running a cannabis business, everything costs more than it would a regular 
business. You don't have any of the t- federal tax advantages that a normal business would have. And uh, just from the insurance standpoint, there's not very many carriers participating in the space. So you've got worse products that cost more and cover less. Well, you just made a very appealing argument for staying away from it, but a lot of people are getting into it. And so Rama, this is where Kaepernick Insurance Group comes into play is you just brought up a lot of things that could be challenging for a dispensary owner. Hey, you know, how do I navigate all these waters? What can Kaepernick help that person do to drive down some costs, to, to make sure that they're covering the broad spectrum of exposures that they potentially have running one of those three operations? Yeah, that's a great question. So with many of the cannabis companies, they have an explosive rate of growth. They grow very quickly. So uh, where we see issues pop up often is they haven't put the best business processes and systems in place. Their business foundation might not be as stable as, we'll say, you know, just regular business. Like just because they've grown too quickly and the processes aren't in place and the right people aren't in place to lead these processes. So it, it also attracts a, a different type of employee. We're, we're seeing a higher incidence of employment practice claims due to discrimination, sexual harassment. Um, it, it, those are issues that plague any regular business, especially in today's day and age, but it's, uh, it's, it's more prevalent here. And let me ask you this question because he's bringing up employees and you deal with that side of the house, the employee benefits and working with businesses to attract that top talent. And when we first started off, Rama mentioned, you know, it's an experience. And so how does Kaepernick Insurance Group help create an experience by helping to attract the right type of talent to these operations? Well, I think first and foremost, what we've done or, or what I've done specifically is immerse myself in some of these businesses. So even if we're not actively working with some of the folks in Michigan, I've visited their plants or their processing facilities. And and the number one thing I've found, regardless of size and growth, is that most people got into it initially because they had some love or appreciation for the plant. Where the disconnect comes in is if you're working in a processing facility or any kind of large-scale operation, it very much is similar to a factory job. So you're not, you're not smoking weed listening to Bob Marley eight hours a day. You're on your feet doing manual labor. And I think helping to educate and then provide benefits to keep those people around doing jobs that are, are, are tedious. They can be very rewarding. And I think the people that own those companies truly believe in what they're doing. But we've got to find a way to connect, keep the employees engaged. And, and benefits is one way to do that. Adam, also, uh, Rama had mentioned how fast they're growing. I mean, is there a process, you know, a threshold, like, okay, if you're just at five employees, but now you're up to 10 employees or 20 employees, some of that, as they're growing, when is the right time to engage with someone like yourself at Kaepernick Insurance Group that handles employee benefits to say, hey, you're getting big, so big, so fast. Like, this needs to be part of your business plan. This needs to be part of what you're doing to attract that and retaining those right type of employees. Yeah, I think um, probably size is less important than philosophy. Like what is going to be your your philosophy? What's going to drive your company forward? And if it's going to be rewarding and taking care of your employees, it, the earlier you start, the better. I mean, that's it, and that's what we found at least. Back to the initial question because I don't feel like I answered it fully. What we do is help companies as they're growing or as they stand at this exact moment is – we go through and help them identify and make sure they're aware of all the known and unknown risks 
and make sure that they've had all of the solutions presented to them so they can make their most educated decisions regarding how they want to manage the risk within a company. Let me ask you this question, Rama, because one of the things that, and maybe you can correct me here, but I look at it, there's like three different lines here. You've got growers, you've got maybe distributors, and then you've got the actual dispensaries. Is that right? Am I missing any particular vertical in this field? The only thing I would maybe add to that is, so you've got the grow processing slash manufacturing, provisioning or dispensing, and then the secure transporters, which are the distributors. And then you've got the testing laboratories as well. Okay. I guess my question is, each of those are going to have different insurance needs than than just the dispensary. Like the grower is going to have different insurance needs than the transportation, than the testing facility. How important is it? I mean, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about working at Kapnick and is that there's no one size fits all type of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the core, each one of those operations wants to protect their people, their property, and their profitability. So you're right. Each one has different needs. If you're a secure transport, you know, commercial auto is going to be your biggest heartburn. As a grower, your facility and the grow rooms and all the equipment you have there, that all needs to be insured properly. And you want to make sure your security systems are in place and, you know, whatever protective things like sprinklers, they're all like, those are all things that go into making sure that you, you don't have a loss. And then, you know, when you're a manufacturer or processor, you've got really, really expensive equipment. So you've got millions of dollars of equipment that needs to be covered. Yeah. And so certainly when you look at it, I mean, that is, again, why it's a great to engage with a Kapnick cannabis specialty advisor such as Rama here and Adam. Gentlemen, what is next? I mean, you talked about really early on federal legislation. Do we see that coming? I know, you know, when I first joined Kapnick a couple years ago, a colleague of yours said like, hey, once that happens, it really is going to open up. It's really going to help all these, uh, you know, distributors and dispensers and all those things. Well, that was two years ago and it hasn't happened yet. So like, is there a timeline for this? And if you are a cannabis operation right now, like what's the next step? What's the next, uh, the future of cannabis here in the next couple of years that you really just need to be paying attention to? So in my opinion, the last domino to fall to cause it to be federally regulated will be the banks because the banks are going to want to finance some of these large operations. There's a ton of money to be made. Um, the problem is right now the federal government is getting a ton of cash from these places because they still pay taxes. There's just no tax breaks. So in my opinion, from the federal government standpoint, it's like why ruin a good thing? We get truckloads of cash every year. Why change it? And what's going to push that over is the people that are involved with the government who are also involved in banks wanting some of that action, in my opinion. So I definitely can't put a timeline on it, but I would say within the next three to five years, it'll probably pass federally. But really what's next, if you're currently in the space and you're not already thinking about your exit plan, you need to be thinking about that because as soon as it goes federally legal, the big dogs are going to come in and either basically just dominate the space as we're already kind of seeing with MSOs, the multi-state operators and the vertically integrated companies. There's really, the margins are shrinking for the mom and pop or, you know, the one or two location provisioning centers or the smaller grows. So really you need to be thinking about the exit plan about, are you going to sell? Are you going to partner uh, with, as part of a roll up? And really it's, 
I mean, that's the, that's the next step. You're either going to be squeezed out or you need to, you know, partner with some, a bigger entity. All right. Great stuff, guys. You can uh, learn much more by going to capnic.com and in our cannabis uh, specialty risk department, reach out to uh, Rama Gupta on the uh, property and casualty side and Adam Blitchock on the employee benefit side. Gentlemen, thanks very much for joining us here today on Ask the Expert. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael.